What happens to our childhood as we grow up? Where does it go? And I don't mean the concept of childhood. I mean the physical paraphernalia. The clothes we wore. The toys we loved. The stuffed animals we couldn't be without. They scatter. Some become hand-me-downs. Some break and end up in the trash. And some seem to fall out of existence. One day you see them, and the next they're gone. For good. Over time, everything from our childhood is left behind. Forgotten. And we move on, oblivious to the memories associated with them. Memories that could come back at any moment were we to see those items again. And that's exactly what happened when people started finding items from their childhood scattered around their town. Lost hats, broken toys, and more, reappearing to the shock of those discovering pieces of their history once again. Welcome to Strange Trails. I'm your host, Finn Mitchell. And this season, I'm digging deep to find out just how this is happening where these things are coming from. I know, I know, it doesn't sound that impressive. So what? People are finding things from their pasts. Big deal. Maybe they're just confusing it with something similar and blowing it out of proportion. Or maybe they're making it up. That's all crossed my mind. Don't you worry. I'll explain why this is what I'm investigating this season in a minute. But first... I want to say welcome back. Almost as soon as the first season wrapped, Omari and I started getting emails from people all over the country, and some outside it, offering suggestions of what we should investigate next. It hadn't really crossed my mind at that point what we would do after leaving Garrison, but once the emails started coming in, I knew we would find a new subject soon enough. Much like with season one, it's difficult to find the perfect urban legend or folklore to look into because so much of it turns out to be very obviously fake or overblown after a cursory inquiry. We heard about Bigfoot sightings, we heard about cults, we got pointed to potential other serial killers. But most of the tips we got didn't have the same level of veracity that the Shadowman story had once we looked into them a bit. That was until I got an email a week and a half ago from a young woman named Talia Knox. She said, Actually, let me just read the message. Hi, Finn and Omari. I currently live in Calamity, South Dakota, and I'm a big fan of your show. If you're ever on the lookout for another investigation to tackle, I have a story to tell. When I was a little girl, I used to go to sleepaway camp every summer. While we were there, we would make friendship bracelets out of beads. I always put my name and the initials of my best friends on either side of it. My last year at sleepaway camp, I was 14 years old. I made the bracelet and brought it home with me. A few weeks later, while I was out walking my dog, I lost the bracelet. It must have slipped off my wrist at some point and fallen on the ground. By the time I realized what happened and retraced my steps, I couldn't find it anywhere. It might have fallen down a sewer grate for all I know. I gave up looking and forgot about it. So, tell me why just two days ago, almost 12 years later, I found that exact bracelet on the path when I was out for a walk. I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, almost 2,000 miles away. I'll include photos as proof. And then she attached two images. 
one of her at the camp with the bracelet on her wrist, hugging her friends, and another of her holding what looks to be the exact same bracelet now. It doesn't appear to have aged a bit. The pink yarn she used still looks freshly cut. It's not frayed at all. It's just a little dirty from the bracelet presumably being found in the dirt she's standing in in the photo. So what does this mean? Probably a fake. Maybe she just remade the bracelet, right? That's what immediately crossed my mind, so I ignored the email. And then, a few days ago, I got another email from a guy named Mateo Vargas in Prospect, Texas. He was dealing with the exact same issue. What are the chances of two people each faking the same concept? Mateo's email was brief. Hey Finn, I've been finding these things I grew up with and left behind in Mexico, now in Texas. Any thoughts? And then he attached a few different pictures of things he'd found. There's an action figure with an M scratched into the chest to, I assume, mark it as his. There's a white and blue striped t-shirt with a tear where the shoulder and the sleeve meet and some grass stains scattered across it. Up close, the tag inside the collar has the name Mateo written in faded sharpie. And finally, there's a plane ticket from two decades ago for a flight from Mexico City to Houston. Apart from a few crinkles on the paper where he'd been holding it, it looks pristine. Again, it also has his name on it. This intrigued me. Two people from very different places both experiencing the same weird thing around the same time? I thought it was worth looking into. So I told Omari, and he agreed. We reached out to both Talia and Mateo to get more details and to confirm that they would be open to us interviewing them. Both were quick to respond and seemed genuine when we asked follow-ups just to get a feel for them. At that point, I'd seen enough. We were going to figure out how bits of their past were reappearing around them. Hello, Colton here, creator of Strange Trails. What you just heard was a preview of the Season 2 investigation. We've got all 10 episodes written and ready to produce, we just need the budget to do it. We've launched a Kickstarter, which you can find a link to in the description of all Strange Trails episodes, or on our website, strangetrailspodcast.com. Our goal is $15,000, a chunk of the total budget necessary to make this show at the same level of quality as Season 1. This money will go toward production costs including the cast, the recording location, food, and marketing and promotion down the road. Our stretch goal of $55,000 would mean all of these costs are covered and would also allow us to make season two this year. Every dollar of this Kickstarter is going to help make the show as good as it can be, and I hope you'll join us on this journey. We've got a few different reward tiers available to those who donate, including behind-the-scenes videos of production, cover art stickers for both seasons, a season one wall poster, and even a personalized thank you video from the cast. If you're interested and you want to hear the story continue, please help bring season two to life by donating at the Kickstarter. Thanks for the support.